welcome to the b-sides hey hello the b-sides is a podcast where we take pop music seriously but not ourselves this podcast is for people who want to cancel the electoral college yes primarily yes and then also for people who just really love pop music and Mm -hmm. have a lot of thoughts about it and today in particular want to talk about conspiracy theories Yes, if that's you that sounds like yes if that sounds like you at all um stay right here so i'm mimi i'm becky i'm hannah zo and we are the b-sides and you can subscribe by the way on apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you get your podcasts we are live and I think that we have still more people listening than we do subscribing which on the one hand makes sense and on the other hand makes absolutely no sense because (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) because what are you doing because this is how you can get notified that the podcast is out every other Wednesday when we drop get your shit together seriously people exactly so what's going on with you guys today um well yeah. Oh. Yeah, Becky. I'm really loving the new Taylor Swift song. I was obviously also going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say I have the Archer stuck in my head. Yeah, per usual. And then I went on a, um, if you guys follow us on Instagram, which you should, um, at the B-Sides. Listen to the B-Sides. B-sides. <laughs> yeah, I was going like, that's not it. Listen to the B-Sides. No, that handle was taken. I had to come up with something creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you're listening at the B-Sides, we'll, we'll pay. We'll pay for the handle. So let us know. But I was listening to a playlist on Spotify that was all Jack Antonoff and Taylor Swift's uh, combos. So good. So good. But Becky, you were skeptical when the song first dropped. You said you didn't like it that much. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, that didn't happen. Read the receipts. Oh. <laughs> what are you trying to gaslight our audience? Not me. <laughs> no, I'm not Luke P. I'm not Luke P. I'm sorry. I, I was going to, I thought we were going to like get into like a whole journey, your journey of the song, but you actually, you liked it right away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so, I'm, I don't know where I got that from. Honestly, a lot of people were texting me about that song at once. It might've been someone else. <laughs> I think me. that's probably what happened because you were actually MIA when like, Becky texted about the song and she was like, I love it already. And I was like, me too. And then we were like, it kind of sounds like Carly Rae. And then yes. Becky was like, Hannah. And then I was like, Hannah. And then she was like, Hannah. And then it's like, then Hannah, you do not disturb. Um, I, I do think, it, yeah, it sounds like Carly Rae. Also thinks like it's a Carly Rae slash Lord song. Do you like it as a track five song, which are her like most vulnerable and most like personal on every album? Yeah. They're like iconic, you know? I am really, really now excited for the album because the first two yeah. were so bad. And she said those were singles. And didn't she say this one isn't a single? It's not a single, which please someone explain the difference. All I know yeah. is that like one gets, you know, a music video. But this gets a music video. No, it doesn't. The, oh, she, she posted on the day that the Archer came out in Archer merch saying she was on the set of a music video, but clarified it wasn't for the Archer. Oh, Wow. I love it. I'm really into it. I think people are disappointed that it, like, it doesn't build to something massive, yeah. but I, which I get, um, and I like it the way it is. Me too. I like it the way it is. 
I see right through me. I think it's so good. It's so much more self-aware than I thought she was capable of being. There's like a lot of lines that are like really self-drags and, you know, I don't, I don't want people who are, you know, our pop stars to be making songs of self-drags, but I do want Taylor to be dragging herself a little more than she usually does. So yeah. When she said I was pacing like a ghost, I thought that was really funny at first. And then I thought about it for like five more seconds and I was like, oh, that's actually really, um, yeah, that can be really heart-wrenching. And funny. And funny. It's both. Comedy and tragedy are two sides of the same coin, the masks, whatever. I think it's interesting too, this album, because she hasn't really had a heartbreak recently. So I'm intrigued to kind of see what it's going to be like without a real heartbreak. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's okay. That's that we know of. I, right, exactly. That's true. And I, I said the same thing. And I thought that this song, I took it much more about like a public persona and friendships and a relationship. Like there was a lot about it. But then besides friend Ellie DM'd us and was like, this is definitely a heartbreak song. And I read the lyrics just as lyrics. And I realized that it, it really is, which I didn't fully realize. Or it's about like... Yeah. It's about a heartbreak that doesn't necessarily end in a breakup. It's just there's a heartbreak there. And that was good for Ellie to say that because I was a little, I, I, I didn't think of it as one at first. But I yeah. think there's, it, there's a lot of like heartbrokenness about the song. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here for it. Taylor Swift also had uh, another thing come out this week or last week, which we'll talk about more on the A-sides and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yes. yes. So... We're about to get into the A-sides. Um, the structure of the show is that we talk about a big headline of the day in the A-sides mm-hmm. relatively briefly. Then we take a deep dive in the B-sides. Today, we're going to talk about conspiracy theories. And then we read some listener mail or questions posed. We, You guys gave us answers on the Facebook group, and then we uh, talk about those on the U-sides. Yes. It's all it's all very clever. It's all very clever. And then that's the end of the show. But for now, we're going to get into the A-sides. Okay, so the A-sides today are all about CGI cats. Is that what you were expecting? Last week, and by last week, I mean... Mid-July, earlier this month, a couple of pieces of content came out, movies or movie trailers. Mm -hmm. So one of them is for The Lion King, um, where there are, is it CGI? Is it live action? It's a little of both. It's kind of confusing, but there are emotionless looking cats in the mix and other animals. And then the trailer of the 2019 film Cats also came out and those cats look different than the other you know you know how whenever we talk about taylor swift's song me we go me yeah i feel like we should be going cats we should be going cats we should be going cats my Uh, mom reminded me that i saw cats when i was six on broadway and i don't remember seeing it i saw it I i remember every moment okay not every moment but i do remember the overall impression which is that i I loved it. I'm, I was obsessed with cats in a way that like, I really, I know cats very, very well. I know like every choreography of the London performance that's on, that I had on VHS. I'm like quite obsessed with it. Hannah is a cat's apologist. I, (laughs) the night I met my 
boyfriend was Halloween of 2015, and I was dressed as a cat from the musical Cats, Mungo Jerry in specific. <laughs> and yeah, I, I've always loved cats. So that's why, okay, so the internet basically broke when cats came out. Yes, one. yes. So I, I knew that cats was about cats. And I have never seen it. I immediately was like, and I had to look for validation on the internet for this. I saw the trailer and I was like, these look like medieval cats in paintings, in, in medieval paintings. And it kind of like weirded me out because I was, I always thought those were weird. And I've had to look at them as part of my job. Uh, but what were some of the reactions as people who have seen cats or are much more familiar with it? Like, what were some of the reactions where you were like, why are people reacting this way or like get with the program essentially? Okay. My get with the program. Okay. I loved the internet broke with cats because all I want is for people to be talking about cats, which I care about a lot. I think that it's surprising that people are now realizing that cats is weird. Don't we all know this? Cats is a weird show. Where have you been? The cats have tits. I don't know what to tell you. That's the show. I guess maybe people thought that because it was CGI, it would be more like actually like cats or actually people in this weird in-between thing. But if you like compare the cats in the trailer to the cats in the musical Cats, they look very similar. I think I think it's fine. I don't mind the weirdness. Is that Does that make me weird? I think it's either going to be really good or really bad. Yeah. There I is no in-between. Yeah, there is no in-between with it. And I kind of think it's going to be really bad, but who knows? Maybe I'll be proved it wrong. I like that Jason Derulo is in the theater role now. It's great to see him on the main stage. Yes. 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 Agreed. I think that they, what was weird is that they like CGI'd people's heads off in a weird way that you literally can't do the same way in theater. So that, that was the sort of like uncanny valley moment for me I think it's so true um but yeah I think I think it's not going to be good because I think that it's literally a show someone said something so funny on Twitter about this if you all find it please dm us the screenshot something like cats the plot of cats is literally just a bunch of cats introducing themselves over and over again one after another and then the only plot point is that one of them is asking for permission to die and then gets it. And then Yeah, I saw that. The plot. And that does I don't it doesn't it barely makes sense as a, as a series of poems by T.S. Eliot. It doesn't make sense as a theater production. It's just fun when you're eight. And it definitely does not I, I don't think it's gonna make any sense in the theater, but maybe we'll just like I don't know, like, get really high. Jennifer Hudson is so talented and I love to see her on stage. And I think about how great she was in dream girls that like, even the, even the 20 second clip we got of her singing, I feel like the whole trailer was just her singing, which was fine with me. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Now another dream also girl feline. and feline, <laughs> another dream girl and feline who has been somehow, uh, coerced into being a CGI cat is Beyonce and how did this happen how did this happen so it got got bad reviews i'm not seeing it oh of course it did because like who wants to look into like a warthog's like dead black eyes when it's it's when it's singing about (laughs) like don't worry do you know do you know that chance the rapper was the nostalgia consultant (laughs) 
Do you know that Chance the Rapper was the nostalgia consultant? Mm-mm. What does that, that mean? I have no idea. I, I find like that very cute, that but that that actually makes me more upset that it's he's not good. Because younger like, than us. Yeah, well, he's probably not our that age. much younger than us. It's like our age. He's probably he's old enough to remember to have been a kid when that when it when it came out, and a sentient kid. I definitely don't understand why there are so many CGI cats that are just reimaginations of other cats in our lives happening all at once. I feel like they should have spaced out the cats. I do like the song Brown Eyed Girl or not Brown Eyed Girl. You know, the Beyonce, she came out with a lion. I'm going to find it. Bigger? No. Spirit? No. No, it's like brown eyed. <laughs> oh, I didn't listen to the Brown Eyed Girl. Okay. It's great. I suggest a listen. I was like, why are you bringing a brown-eyed girl? <laughs> she does a really great cover of uh, brown-eyed girl for the last time. I got Van Morrison. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that album was great. I mean, as always. Uh, but the cats, I don't know. Watching those, I watched like both those trailers last week and it made me feel like I had taken two different hallucinogenics is something that I had to say. Like different related ones. Do you think, does Beyonce know Lion King is bad? Do you think she knows? I think she knows. She she has to, right? I think she knows. Yeah. Good talk. I don't know. Okay. You know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. We we'll keep an eye on this situation. If there are any other, if there are any other digital felines, we'll be sure to let you know. Oh, we have to, we hold on one second. Ladybug, my dog. How do you feel about the situation? Yes, yes, I agree. Some of you don't speak silent dog. What she did say was, boy, I really wish I had the opportunity to chase one of those cats. <laughs> we'll put a photo of her in there in for context. Sure. She she would play. Um, she would do really well playing tramp in a gender swapped lady in the tramp. Good. Yes. Yes, cool. and I yes. don't think that that remake is far away for us. Let's do it. Or instead of gender swap, just like a gay lady and the tramp and they're yeah. both girl dogs and yeah. bug is tramp. Yeah. She's gorgeous, to be clear. She just, she kind of looks like the tramp. She does, she does. She just snorted, so she agrees. <laughs> Great. All right, well, those are the A-sides. And now we're going to get into the B-sides, which are about conspiracy theories. I'm freaking out. Okay, let's go. Bye. It's time for the main event, which is the B-sides. And today we're going to talk about conspiracy theories, how they function in the pop music world. And so we're going to talk about a few heavy hitters. We're going to talk about conspiracies that relate to Katy Perry, Britney Spears, Avril Lavigne, maybe a couple of others, and evaluate, if you're lucky, listen to find out, and evaluate their various influences and purposes. Before we do that, we did at the top want to say something more broadly about conspiracy theories. We, you. Mimi has some thoughts about conspiracy theories. This is this is the Mimi show. This is you getting to shine a light on the conspiracy theories that maybe you've been thinking about for quite a number of years. Let's see. Mimi is a 9-11 truther and she's excited to have the Uh-oh. platform. <laughs> I do believe that 9-11 happened. <laughs> and I'm not sure who made it happen. I do Britney think- Spears. 
She was an aide to Bush. Before we get into the conspiracy theories, the fact about Mimi being uh, age shamed by your students that was shared in an earlier B-Sides episode, that the fact that they were like, she remembers 9-11, that's how old she is, is the funniest moment of my life. I have talked about, I just just so you know, I have told a lot of people that story. It's not only that, it's that I was alive during 9-11. It's not even remembering it. They said it's alive? That- they said alive? Yes, these children were born in 2003 so they were like and they were and they were like mostly kidding but they were able to say like you were alive you're old and I was like you are 14 wait till you hear that you're also a truther (laughs) I do an Avril Lavigne truther I am and I do find Bush did 9-11 memes compelling but memes versus facts right right the memes are compelling anyway so are right. the facts. <laughs> so are the facts. <laughs> Becky says, so are the facts. And where's the lie? Okay. So here's the thing. Conspiracy theories have been around for a long time. As early as the Industrial Revolution, at least, we can say, probably earlier. They're always around, but their power sort of ebbs and flows depending on the cultural landscape of the moment. In moments of great social upheaval, such as now. <laughs> they can provide a sort of concrete form or enemy or solution for more nebulous or complicated anxieties. So people rationally feeling locked out of social mobility or meaningful political processes or feeling that the government is not working for them. All of these are are sort of normal feelings that sometimes turn into uh, conspiracies and some of which are not always wrong. There are sort of two sides to them as we see it. On one hand, conspiracy theories can be a natural, healthy result of real social issues and public discussion and general fun speculation, if not those other things. Um, But on the other hand, and this is what we really need to say, is that they've often lately coincided with real regenerations of historically terrible movements like nationalism and white supremacy and anti-vaxxing and crisis acting and climate change is a hoax and we could go on and on if we talk about any of the dark ones today it's only tangentially but Mm -hmm. the point is that some conspiracy theories are essentially fun and good while others are decidedly not (laughs) and we just think that's worth saying at the top yeah Mm -hmm. but most can probably tell us something of value about human nature we're gonna find out so let's think about how they show up in pop music with some examples. Okay. The first one that I did not know about, I think, or I just blacked out. Uh, before you didn't know about this one? Looking for this episode. I didn't know about it either. The Oh my goodness. Where have you two, where have you two been? Okay. Let's not bury the lead. Tell us about this that I can't believe you didn't know about. I didn't know that there was a conspiracy out there that child beauty queen, murdered child beauty queen, John Monet Ramsey is Katy Perry. Did you know about this, Hannah? Yes. Well, if I must be honest, for those of you who just who subscribe to the B-Sides newsletter, which is on a hiatus right now, but it's coming back, I did once do an episode about conspiracy theories because it's really fun. And But yes, before that, I knew that for some reason, people have gotten it in their mind that JonBenet Ramsey was put to the side somewhere hidden in some, you know, I don't know, hole for a number of years, 
then reemerged as, you know, Katie Hudson, this gospel singer who then turned into this Christian singer who then turned into Katy Perry, this pop icon. I don't know where Mimi tells where this came from, but yes, I have heard of this very uh, uncompelling conspiracy theory, I'll say. The facts just don't line up. <laughs> I am sorry that I missed that newsletter. I will have to go back and read it immediately. I know. I know. How dare I? I know. Me too. Yeah. And Becky didn't know about this either. So I feel like there's some solidarity here. I find this very compelling. Yeah. Not in the facts, but just. (laughs) Um, Okay. So it started with a guy on YouTube in 2014. Mm -hmm. And this video that he posted has unfortunately been taken down. Maybe fortunately. Maybe it's All right. Well, this is where we differ. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Right. Um. So JonBenet Ramsey, at age six, was killed in her home under mysterious circumstances on Christmas in 1996. And in 2016, there were a million documentaries speculating mm-hmm. irresponsibly about who, who done it, essentially, because yeah. we still don't know for sure. Um, was it her brother, her mother, an intruder? I say brother, by the way. I do, just, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think brother, too. I think it's, I, it's I literally clear. said once. Two four six a Burke for sure kill John <laughs> insensitive, but I think he did it. Oh, it's so dark, it's so dark. Right, um, and and but most. That, oh, sorry, I was going to say, is the Katy Perry song the one that got away? <gasps> mm. Exactly. Her brother. Her brother. Who <laughs> quite literally got away from the crime. I'm just saying the pieces are there. Can t- continue. Is Becky. that what change the rhythm is about? <laughs> yeah. Oh my is God, that what California girls? <laughs> don't, try, <laughs> don't try to make those ones more compelling. Yeah, okay. those don't work, can it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Teenage dream is about being stuck in a hole <laughs> waiting to be not a six-year-old dead please continue thank you becky and i i think you just added some strong evidence to this case Mm -hmm. but this youtube video is an evidence video quote unquote that inspired others essentially walking viewers through the idea that john Monet was kidnapped by the illuminati that night and resurfaces Katy perry in 2008 as we're talking about facts tracks it all tracks (laughs) the facts tracks here's the evidence they kind of look alike, as do their parents. So there you um, go. That's about it. Uh, it's all pretty basic and surface level, and it would mean that Katy Perry is six years younger than she actually is. Not a huge jump, right? But it would mean that she's essentially our age, which is unrealistic. Yeah, no, it's, I don't. Uh, also, just throwing in one other conspiracy theory with John Benet Ramsey. I know some of you guys are some Bachelor fans, but uh, Hannah G from last season also looks a hell of a lot like John Benet Ramsey. Yes, she does. Yes. <laughs> so, it's not yes, Katy Perry. I think we've solved the murder either way. Good job. Either way, John Benet is alive. Yeah. That's what we're is saying. she well? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, why here's my question okay for you and the world why do we think someone would put this theory out there and now my follow-up questions like is it because they're obsessed with the unsolved murder case you know and this sort of solves it for them 
Um, is it because like name dropping the Illuminati is good enough for some people as far as conspiracy theories go? Like the Illuminati were involved and then that's that's it. Um, is it just to like gain followers in some way or another? Any thoughts? Okay, here's why here's why I'm actually excited to have this conversation in this context and maybe to answer this question. I find talking about conspiracy theories really fun, but very actually dangerous in today's society. So I'm very happy to be talking about this in a context of people who, if you're listening, I hope you are a progressive in some way. I hope you are not someone who is taking conspiracy theories and weaponizing them for right-wing you know, ideals. And I feel like a lot of conspiracy theories these days are kind of like in the same vein of like the, you know, what is, what is true and what is factual is like fake news. And, um, I'm like not interested in feeding that beast, but I am like very interested in digging into these dirty details. And I like love true crime and things like that. So I'm just, this is like the first conversation I've had in like a public setting that is like with people who have, who are expressly progressive, so I'm excited about that, means that I can kind of speak freely. And I do kind of think that there is an obsession to answer your question about people trying to figure out where pop stars come from and how they're not real and how they're manufactured. And that's going to come up in a few of the other conspiracy theories you're going to share with us. And I think, you know, we've talked about in the past in, in other podcasts about how it feels like Katy Perry is kind of this pop music. She was like the creme de la creme of pop music between 2010 and whenever, you know, whenever recently. And so like, we, we're just like, that can't be real. So it must be John Benet Ramsey. Yeah, it also ties up John Benet Ramsey, like with the clean bow. People want. Yeah, what people want is closure on it. And it's a nice theory despite however crazy it is. But like, it's a nice theory. It's like, oh no, she just actually like, maybe she was kidnapped and then became Katy Perry. Right. Compared to the other options out there for her, I think it's a pretty great one. Yeah. Same yeah. with Hannah G. I think that's a great one too. I'm holding yeah. on to that one for sure. Yeah, It's a really great one. Yeah. Arguably better than being Katy Perry, I think, but yes. Um, we should also say, and if anyone, I'll, you know, I'll link to this in the description, but uh, Billy Eichner, brought this conspiracy up with Katy Perry when she was like on her way somewhere on award show. I forget the details, but he was rapid fire answering her questions. Yes. Yes. And he was like, his like fifth question in, in 25 seconds was like, are you John Monet Ramsey? (laughs) Here's, here's the only thing I'll say that will feed this conspiracy theory is that that was like, right. It was a, it was a rapid fire question. He was asking her a lot of silly questions and she was answering them all very silly she was answering them silly back to him. That was the first one where she was like, no, of course not. And she got very serious. And that made me think maybe she is John Bonet because the other things were just so silly that she reacted to them with silliness. But this one, she was like, no, no, that's not true. I bet she gets like, not it often, but it's probably something that I, I don't know if that she feels she has to be defensive over. We'll see. It's Will we see, up. though? Do you think she's going to come out as John A. Ramsey? <laughs> she might one day come out and say, I am Katie, quote unquote, John Benet Ramsey. Hashtag show her birth certificate. Give us birth certificate. <laughs> Birtherism at Katy Perry. Can we do deatherism for Avril Lavigne? Yes. Yes. Right. Amazing segue, Hannah. Someone else who needs to reckon with her identity, dead or yeah. alive, is Avril Lavigne. 
Um, this is, I think, one of our favorites yeah. across the board, and it's and I the internet favorite. Yeah, it's it's a really really popular one. So some of you have probably heard it. Uh, the theory is that Avril Lavigne died in 2003 or 2004, essentially between her debut album Let Go in 2002 and Under My Skin in 2004, her sophomore album, and she was replaced by a lookalike, Melissa Vandella. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Also, Under My Skin is a great album too. Like Let Go is is, is like, amazing. Just because, just because you don't like someone's sophomore album doesn't mean they're dead. I know. Also, <laughs> Under My Skin is a good album. But what if they are dead? Let's talk this over. It's not like we're dead. <laughs> what, what, what is the story people think? What do they think happened? All right. Okay, so it goes something like this. Avril's first album, and perhaps this is how I framed it, but it's also part of the theory, that Let Go was such a fantastic album. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, it showed off her vocal range. It was very emotionally honest. It had great instrumentals, and it's very hard to follow up from that, and that she had some difficulties and one way or another passed away before her next album. Uh, and then when Under My Skin came out in 2004, it's not that people were like, wow, this is trash for that one. It's just that some fans, starting in Brazil, were speculating that she had passed away. Um, and in part, that was because of some of the lyrics from that album, um, including those in My Happy Ending and Nobody's Home that have been analyzed for clues. Um, that it was sort of like a new fake replacement artist who was trying to convey that in subtle ways in these lyrics. I think she was just sad. <laughs> Hot take. It's something to think about. Yeah. Just a side note, I want everyone to know I wore a tie and combat boots um, after Avril Lavigne's Let Go album because I loved Avril Lavigne. I think you were in great company there. I can't say that I did that personally, but a lot of people I respected. So I am fully on the I do not believe she's dead side of this. I mean, the people who believe it, like, have a lot of proof for themselves, right? I know. Mimi, continue. I'm sorry. I cut you off. No. Um, so essentially, some of these conspiracy subscribers uh, are literally tracking blemishes on her skin, which oh, is yeah. a little silly. Eye shape, word choice, punctuation on Twitter more recently. Mm. Which is a common, that's a common conspiracy theory thing. Like, I don't think we're going to get to the, um, is Louis Tomlinson's sun real conspiracy in full today but like that is a piece of evidence people use is like the punctuation in his tweets are different in certain instances that makes people think that it's not him so twitter exactly. punctuation people care a lot about you might not care a lot when you punctuate your tweets but people are watching them that's what but you it, it's also something that people pay attention back to our other episode on Brittany. Mm-hmm. that like the way that she will send some messages that it's like captions it's like Brittany are you okay is this your manager Mm -hmm. right and with this it's sort of like Avril's 
I don't think that people are saying that Under My Skin was like such a departure from Let Go. But since then, a lot of her music and a lot of her decisions and her aesthetic has departed greatly from what it was when she was 18 and 20, which is fair enough. But, you know, like, would would the Avril they know, have, like, get behind songs like Girlfriend in 2007 or What the Hell in 2011? Or Hello Kitty in 2013. That was not a good one. No, no, no. There was dubstep in that song. She's made some... Three years after everyone realized that dubstep was not acceptable in She's some She's made ways. some not great music choices, but I don't think that's because she died. I think she just... Would she marry Chad Kruger of Nickelback? <laughs> yeah, if she were alive. She would. I don't, that seems on brand. No She's one who's like, alive. No one who's alive would marry Chad Kruger. Sorry, that was mean. I don't know, but we're Nickelback stands, so it's okay. We can say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's it's hard to find anything about this like Melissa Vandela character. So where did she come from? Where did people get her from? Do we know? It's hard to say. Like a number of different sources, and then whether or not she is her own real person is like. You know, they're fake sort of like catfishing accounts and things like that. So it's really hard to, it's hard to tell. And yeah, sort of like you were saying earlier, Hannah and Becky too, I think it's, it's in some ways fans just trying to sort of like grieve the loss of who they wanted a particular artist to be or evolve into. Skater girl. Yeah, skater girl. Or they were bored on the internet in 2004, as we all were, and they were looking for something to do. Remember that was before YouTube. That was like right before Charlie the Unicorn. And we we didn't have much to do. We didn't have much to do. Yeah, and I think that people got sad because like, hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend was so bad. that They're like, ah, yes. She must be dead because this is not the Avril Lavigne that I originally met. This is not a compelling concept. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Do you guys think that this is, that this kind of thing is hurting anyone, this particular conspiracy, or is it just sort of fun? Like, do you think, like Avril has said, like, this is weird. It's (laughs) this, I'm alive. (laughs) Like, that's like basically all she said. But do you think she actually cares or that anyone actually cares or it's hurting her or her family or anyone? I think it keeps her relevant. Oh, so it's so it's good. It's good. We're still talking about Avril Lavigne. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, she's got some new Christian rock out, but like, I don't I think it keeps her in the mix. I think it's not harmful compared to like other conspiracy theories, which are like dangerous and scary and bad. Um, I think that the only way it's harmful, like I bet Avril would be like, this is harmful to me, but it's like. You know, I, I I think the only way it's really harmful is just in the way that we don't let artists grow from after their 18-year-old, you know, debut album. Um, but besides that, yeah, I think this is harm- This is one of the mo- more harmless ones, although it is pretty intense. It's pretty intense. And my happy ending is, like, very good. So how dare people write that off as, like, the work of a dead person? <laughs> They're not saying it's not good. They're saying that it that it communicates in a complex way lyrics Uh that are explaining this conspiracy to fans and that don't but don't you think if they if an artist 
was dead and they had a new person that there would be no clues that that person was dead. I know that's, that's yeah. I think that <laughs> is it her ghost? No, Melissa's a person. Melissa's so, a person who's I trying know. to communicate what happened and that she is trying to like carry on this legacy in a way. And I, then I think that it picked up speed since 2004 because her music started to become like almost objectively bad, which is her prerogative. To me, That's it's Britney. To me, it's not as good. That is Britney. However, uh, I think that's why I picked up Sue because it's like, oh, she's she's going so far afield from what she was or what we thought she was, and that's why it has sort of like picked up steam, and we we all know about it. Hit me with the next one, Mimi. All right, this one's a drive by. Um, Jay Z is a vampire and or a time traveler. Why? I can't even give this one credence. I yeah. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> There is primary source evidence for this one. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm all ears. This one too started on a Brazilian blog. I don't know what was going on over there. Um, But it's not for me to say. But what is important is that there was a photo taken in 1939, although some sources say 1933, in Harlem by a famous photographer at the time, Sid Grossman. And... The man in this photo is a dead ringer for Jay-Z. Like, he looks exactly like Jay-Z. Think, you can think of, like, the Nicolas Cage daguerreotype thing or people try to be like, oh, this, like, daguerreotype from the Civil War kind of looks like Justin Timberlake. Like, no, no, like, this, like, dead ringer, right? Yeah, they look, they, it is. Uh, I, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not Jay-Z. Are you serious? Because I was waiting for you to like totally support it the way Becky did. I mean, it looks like someone who looks like Jay-Z. Yeah, and it's not an up-close face. It's a faraway shot. I think it looks like someone who you look at and you say, oh, that looks like Jay-Z. And then you move on because it's so, it's not Jay-Z. Because he's not a vampire or a time traveler. Even even if that picture was put in full color and put in today's Harlem, I'd be like, oh, that person looks like Jay-Z. And then I'd move on because it still does not look exactly like jay-z in that case i would be like is that jay-z i'm not sure but i definitely think it might be <laughs> i 70 percent think it is i don't we can we can differ there yeah. we'll um, post this on instagram you all can decide yes another fraught poll for the story um and this sort of i mean i think this easily ties into what we don't really need to talk about but sort of the jay z beyonce and other broader celebrities as part of the illuminati mm-hmm. like it's all related yeah and they kidnapped katy perry john benet so it it all ties it's all that makes sense yeah. it, it all tracks yeah it tracks right. as someone who like consumes conspiracy theory content this is going to be embarrassing to say for all our listeners like i consume conspiracy theory content I'm like interested in all of this. I still like, I don't understand what the Illuminati does, like what their function in the world is. Yeah, all they do is just like steal things and be powerful. Like, I don't get it. I'll figure it out. Maybe this is my own Wikipedia thing to do, but I'm just like, they're, they're present in so many of these. I don't get it. It's basically what like, do do? it's, it's essentially like, I don't know that I fully get it either, even after having like probably looked into it a few times, but it's just that they are very rich and powerful members of a secret society and that there are certain like elements like the triangle and like the number 13 Taylor right. Swift and uh-huh. things like that 
that are sort of like part of their mystical power and statehood that keeps them all. And there are like colors of the Illuminati, but but they're like red. And it's like, okay, That's well, like red is a lot of people's color. I don't know what you want to... Like red just, red looks good on me. It's not my fault. Exactly. Yeah. Same. So all three of us are in the Illuminati is basically what Got it says. Um, but yeah, they're just, and I think, I think what is attractive about the Illuminati to people is that it is still malleable enough. They can be like, right. So this person's in the Illuminati right. and they can just kind of go with it. Yeah. All right. That one's just fun. I don't think that one's hurting anybody. No. Okay. Let's do another Jay-Z one. Okay. This one is Nicki Minaj vocals are just Jay-Z sped up. Do you guys have like an immediate reaction to this one yes before we talk about it well i heard of this a number of times i just think it's sexism Mm -hmm. like people think that like a woman can't rap and they're like let's figure out how it's possible for a woman to rap maybe it's jay-z whose vocals are sped up and they do all of the distortion and they do all the slowing down and it sounds like jay-z but i don't but i just think this is sexism i also i like like him yeah i kind of don't even want to give it oxygen and that's that we're only giving it oxygen enough to say that it doesn't deserve oxygen. Yep. Because Nicki Minaj is fucking talented as hell. So. so there you go. And also being like, oh, the pink print, like the blueprint. They both had albums that like, uh-huh. no, 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 no. It's no. like, I'm sorry her verse on Monster was so good. Jay-Z's was great too. But I'm sorry that her verse on Monster was so good that you all died. Yeah. yeah. His verse was not good. God is good. I He's like it. Goblins, ghouls. Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness, Goblin, Ghoul, a zombie with no conscience. <laughs> what do these have in common? I'm a motherfucking monster. I think the it's more about the emotion and the delivery, maybe, than the lyrics. First thing Which first. I also thought. I'm going to let me eat your brains. Yes. It's really excellent and it made people uncomfortable with how excellent it was that yeah, they had to Okay. All right. Let's let's go down one more rabbit hole here. Okay. So this is a two-parter, but it is artists as tools of presidential administrations <gasps> dun, dun, dun. let's explain okay i love this one this one's pretty great so britney spears britney i'm sorry already already i'm sorry was a tool of the bush administration so the idea is that britney was on the payroll this is a pretty popular one on the payroll to distract from bush administration blunders and the proof is almost exclusively in the matching up of the Britney and Bush headlines. I honestly could believe this. I was going to say, do you think everyone will click unsubscribe if I say this is a little, this is compelling to me? <laughs> I would subscribe a few more times. I would unsubscribe so I could resubscribe, I think. This I honestly, is- Mimi, go on because let's hit with the F-A-C-T facts. Thank That's- you, Becky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, kids, spelling is fun. Conspiracy theories. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about a few significant dates. January 2004, a CIA operative, um, her identity was leaked by someone within the Bush administration, which is a big no-no. 
And Bush had to push attention away from the scandal and sort of this, like, he doesn't have control over his cabinet and his administration thing. And then at the same time, Britney Spears embarks on her 55-hour-long marriage to childhood friend Jason Alexander, infusing the headlines with that news and essentially pushing Bush out out of the news cycle. I'm just like, was the New York Times uh, reporting on Britney Spears' 55 hour? Yeah, but what were people reading? What were they clicking on? You know, that's the question. So true. How could I? Uh, so true. I was thinking that too. I was like, oops, I can't remember what news was in 2004. Like, I don't I remember the okay. sources. Okay. Also, like, do the people who care about the Bush administration also up to date on the Britney Spears drama? Like, that's like, oh, when you log on to your. Uh, whatever waking up in the morning like I'm gonna check New York Times oh and also TMZ like these are the two news sources that all they're like they're like b and B. I I gotta check on <laughs> gotta check on my two b's well, there's a lot there's one of yeah less, so let's one I'm less thing on but hit me with the next one okay so let's talk about a few more April 2006 Bush's approval rating hits an all-time low of 38 percent due to the Iraq war being a terrible decision. Which, and by the way, this is like way lower than Trump's current approval rating. So everybody get out the fucking vote for 2020. Just, I'm sorry, I'm upset. Just don't think we have this in the bag, people. Everybody's got to knock doors, okay? Do That's not. it. We definitely do not. So go on. We don't. And we... Don't say. Right, okay. So there are, so this is, you know, a war where there are countless casualties and there are no weapons of mass destruction. Everyone was led astray on that. Meanwhile... Britney is capturing top headlines with her reckless parental behavior at the time. Oh, right. Yeah, she drove with her son on her lab, which was obviously, I think, caught by the paparazzi who were in her life constantly. Um, She dropped her son at one point, things like that. Then in November of the same year, the Republican Party faced a pretty tough road in the election season, sinking public opinion for the reasons we just mentioned. And Brittany announces her split from then-husband Kevin Federline, essentially at the same moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Then. The real one. Three months later. This is it. If you've done the math, you already know. February 2007, Bush announces the return of al-Qaeda. Bad news for his presidency since he vowed to eradicate al-Qaeda. Yeah, Bush was a crazy time. Right. (laughs) I forgot all about Bush because of Brittany. So (laughs) she did a great job. Because she was on the payroll and she did her job perfectly. Because in the same moment, Brittany shaves her head and we have the infamous related photos that appear everywhere and it saturates the media landscape and in some ways still does. Yeah. So. See, this I believe, like that was a big enough story that that probably could have played into perhaps capturing headlines. Like Dick, Cheney could, Dick Cheney could do this. I'm just saying. Dick Cheney. Is also, like, I'm pretty positive that Britney Spears is a conservative. So, like, it, she also, yeah, like. That's true. She defended Bush in Fahrenheit 9-11. Wow. Something to, something to think about. Ha yeah. She's, yeah. And then they were like, we need to hire her. Maybe she was like, hey, W, do you want me to drop my son this weekend? Like, would that be helpful to you? <laughs> I have an idea. Let me take him for a spin in my car on my lap. Yeah, I Paparazzi don't know. will be there. I don't know how the logistics work. Like, I don't know how the conference calls sounded. All I'm saying is this seems a little plausible. I don't this think Brittany is smart enough to compensate ideas on her own. I think Dick Cheney gave her a call yeah. and she was like, 
for my country, anything. Yep. True patriot. Agree. Yeah. All right. He's also a patriot. Oh, God. Your next one, Mimi. Right. One more thing with this is just that that we may never know. I mean, I think we can all agree that this is plausible, but we should just to sort of cap this one off. 2008, um, you know, that's the twilight of the Bush presidency. It's also when Britney's conservatorship under her father's supervision begins, which we talked about in a previous episode. So things sort of end there. And that's, that's the end of that one. And Britney was on the payroll for most of the odds. Something to think about. Okay, another patriot, as Becky said. So subsequently, Miley Cyrus was Uh-oh. a tool of the Obama administration. This is a nonpartisan podcast. Right. Both sides. Both sides. Jake Tapper. Oh, God. <laughs> we hate I Jake hope, Tapper. I hope that's the only time Jake Tapper is mentioned in the B-Sides podcast. I hope we're done with that now. We've got it out of our system. The one time has passed. We made it through. What do you guys think, like, right off the bat, before I even say the the small thing about why this conspiracy exists? <laughs> like, if you just heard someone say that. Miley went through a lot of ups and downs throughout yeah. Obama's presidency. So, um, I would think my initial reaction is if Obama were to choose someone, it wouldn't be Miley. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. Yep. Also, like, I know that she's a liberal, but I would think that 2010 Miley, like, was on the more conservative side i think that's true i find it hard to believe that billy ray cyrus is some big like progressive in 2008 so yeah i think it's not right i think it's um that seems like completely implausible i think i think 16 in 2008 for people who believe in these conspiracy theories i think it's not about ideology like progressive or conservative i think it's about power right and like proximity to power Right. I think that's what people would say, you know, was was seductive for this Miley. But I had never heard of this one, actually. Yeah. And there's a good reason for that. Good. And it's because the front man of the band Korn is the one who sort of was like propelling it forward. Jonathan Davis. Not great. So this is and this is Circa Bangers in 2013, Miley's album. Um, Her VMA twerking performance. Okay. He mentioned that. The Obama administration used her as a media distraction to hide important political issues and power grabs that were going on. On the Alex Jones show, great start. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Horrible. Because we're bipartisan. We are. And that's what this we're means. We're nonpartisan. I don't think Alex, I think, right, I think right. Alex Jones transcends any sort of partisanship. Listen to what he had to say. Let her explain. Okay, yes. He please. makes us realize that partisanship is a sham. Don't be but so we're not, We're talking about... Uh, what the frontman of corn said on the show, which oh, is, yes. really freaked me out when the whole Miley Cyrus thing was going on. And when that went down, Barack passed the new law that he can imprison anyone he wants and he doesn't have to charge them. He can keep them as long as he wants. He didn't mention the act, but I will tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. It's the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, which was signed months after Miley's VMA performance. Um, but he's convinced that she was a puppet of the administration and per- perhaps some others as well. Yeah, I'm going to say this uh, is not a great, well thought out. I am like currently professionally lobbying for the NDAA, which is signed every single year. And there's like something to combat a genocide that's happening in Burma right now that I am working on. Like it happens every year. It's a catch-all for everything. I think it has 
a lot to do with a lot of legislative priorities and very little to do with Miley's ass on Robin Thicke. That's like probably what it has the least amount to do with. Right. Outside of 2013, I think we all don't have anything really to do with that. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to think that Miley just was having a bad time, bad year. She was acting out. She was acting out. And I, I just think it's right. She and Obama are less cohesive than Brittany and Bush. And if yeah. it if it helped, you know, if it helped Obama swipe, sweep anything under the rug, you know, that's a bummer. But it happens. <laughs> also, like, the front man of corn. Yeah, not the most reliable source. source yeah. You An know, interesting source. It's but... helpful to me because I actually needed a reason not to keep listening to corn. I'm obviously you're, kidding. You're, <laughs> Hannah is a cornhead. Uh-oh, it happened. And she wants everyone to know that, but she's stopping right now yeah. because of this. Okay. Those are good ones, Mimi. Thank you. And thank you for indulging me and participating. And every listener at home, thank you also. Um, quick honorable mentions, Please. morbid mentions. Tupac is alive. Yeah, yeah, we know. Al McCartney is dead. Elvis Presley is alive. Bob Marley was murdered by the CIA. And my personal favorite, John Lennon was murdered by Stephen King. (laughs) I don't know about this one. I'm sorry, we don't have time for it because I want to know more about it. I'll just Google it on my own time, I guess. There's not much to know. Um, I think everyone should Google it. This is homework homework assignment. Okay. I love it. Yeah, I think it's- I love it. So bottom line here, because we've just gone through a lot. Uh, not all conspiracy theories are created equal. Some are more popular, more durable than other ones, more insidious than other ones. Some are more credible than other ones, like Brittany and Bush, just saying. Um, and specific individuals can give them power, and so can particular systems. Um, but we like thinking about conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. and I call them the flaming hot Cheetos of pop culture. Let me explain. What I mean. Uh, They're good in small doses, but there's a tipping point that spells trouble on the horizon. Uh, We like them because they're fun in terms of story arc and just the act of speculating. We've had a lot of fun so far, but the truth is often more complicated and more difficult to grapple with than a gut level, emotional, fantastical conspiracy. Mm. And uh, on some level, they provide a split mirror of what we want to be true or what we're afraid is true. Ooh. And we'll leave it there. We will. But let's head on over to the U-Sides and see what you guys have to say about this topic. Let's go. Okay, so we're back with the U-Sides. And the question we posed this week was on the Facebook group, which you might want to join if you haven't already. Um, and we asked, have you heard any conspiracy theories related to the pop music world, specific artists, songs, etc.? If so, please share with the class. And we got a lot of responses, which we appreciate. Tons. Some of them were ones that we've already mentioned, so we don't need to go into those, but we appreciate them nonetheless. We have also heard some new ones uh, that Billie Eilish is in an industry plant. That's one. I'm sure that could be true of a lot of people, but I think some people don't understand Billie Eilish more than others. I, I think know. it's really interesting. This is besides listener and friend Charlotte brought this up because there 
there are often conspiracy theories around certain artists being plants for the pop music industry. And whether or not it's true, it's just a reminder that we as a society still don't like fundamentally understand where pop music stars come from, how they get so influential, why people care about them so much. And whether or not it's true, we just have this belief that like this can't possibly come out of nowhere. And I get it. Like I, I understand that impulse to be like, where the fuck did Billie Eilish come from? And what I is think, she doing here? <laughs> I think about that literally once a day. Yeah. If you, I mean, we don't have, like, if you want to go into this one, join the Facebook group and, and search for this post because Charlotte posted some great links to explain. She did. Thank you, Charlotte. Um, there's also a conspiracy theory that Louis Tomlinson's baby is fake that Victoria posted. This feels important to me. It's important to me because it would be one of the goals of this conspiracy theory, which I've spent a lot of time looking into and have uh, have yet to draw a conclusion, is because it was covering up his relationship with Harry Styles, otherwise known as Larry. Okay, that sounds like it could be hurting some people. Yes. Yeah. It may be hurting people or it may be helping those of us who are Larry truthers. Uh, and maybe believe that their love was tender and pure. Okay. All right. Um, ooh, let's look at one more. Victoria also said that there is a meme indicating that all the small things by Blink-182 and What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction videos were filmed on the same beach, but it was on Instagram, so she'll never see it again and neither will we. So it will wow. remain a mystery. If that's not, if that's just not a representation of conspiracy theories, I don't know what is. That's what it, you know, it comes into your, it comes into your brain space and it goes right out. And that's what conspiracy theories are. You said it, sister. Amen, sis. Couldn't have said it better. Um, That's it. So thank you all for listening. If you made it this far, we had a lot of fun today and we hope you did too. And we love talking with you. So this is our show, and you can follow us on Instagram at Listen to the B Sides, Twitter at The B Sides Pod, and join our Facebook group by searching The B Sides or going to bit.ly/slash B Sides FB group. You can also email us with questions. <laughs> you might have a lot of questions after <laughs> what we've just gone through. And your favorite conspiracy theories, please, yeah. please. Questions and ideas at Listen to the B Sides at gmail.com. And subscribe. I've said that at the top, but I'm saying it again now at the end. And uh, rate and review us on iTunes, please. Five stars, if you don't mind. Use the word intrigue in your review so we know you listen to this particular wild episode. I would love to see how someone uses the word intrigue in their review. So most creative version will definitely go on our Instagram stories. Absolutely. For better or worse. That's a threat. Uh, We're also on Spotify now. So if you prefer Spotify, we're there. Link in bio. Yes. And we'll see you in two Wednesdays. So until the next time we cut to the feeling, I'm Mimi. I'm Becky. (laughs) I'm Hannah Zoe. Yay. Bye. Bye, everybody.